What's new, Nate? What's new is I I have a love-hate tur- relationship with turkey hunting. You and everyone else in America. Yeah, it's like a thing, right? Uh, I only went. I only was able to get out for like a morning this past weekend, but in Georgia, anyway, it was cold and blowing about twenty miles an hour, like forty-five degrees in wind, about twenty miles an hour, and so the turkeys. I didn't hear a peep. There was nothing moving. I saw a deer tail running through the woods as I was walking out. <laughs> so, um, you know, hopefully I'm hoping for better weather the next coming weekends and better turkey hunting. I agree. I I'm, I don't like this weather at all. The <laughs> We've spent all day outside. It's like, I know, but it's like freakishly cold and my soul needs for it to be sunny and summertime now. Okay. Yeah, she's done with winter. She's done with being, She wants to be on the porch. She wants it to be cool, but she wants it to be hotter than it is and sunnier. And sunny. It's just like, it's so wintry looking outside. Um, Nate, I have, I can't even believe that we have to give this update again. Um, Are we th- supposed to ask you what's new? Yeah, that's fine. Travis. What's new, Travis? Well, I'm just going to kind of follow up on Nate. First off, Cast and Blast Florida, the group on Facebook, did those dudes stack turkeys up? It's a little bit unbelievable. <laughs> like, I knew we had some, a bunch of, like, idiots in that group, but I did not realize that we had people that were, like, accomplished at doing things in the outdoors. Yeah, you know. Did, uh, you, blind did you notice this? Blinds a nut every now and then. I was more impressed with the little kids getting turkeys than I was the adults. I was impressed with all of it because there were just turkeys stacked on top of turkeys. One they dude, were, one one, dude tagged out huge. the first day. Wayne, Wayne Webb tagged I mean, out the first day. Two birds. But that's not what what I wanted to share with everyone because I know our listeners follow along kind of avidly with Will. If you've listened to the show for any period of time, uh, Will was on the, our son, Will was on the original, what, eight or ten episodes? Mm -hmm. There's a little segment called The Two Minute Will and he's grown up and he's gotten more into hunting over the years. And so this is his fourth year, I think, turkey hunting with, with my dad, with his grandfather. And... Nate, you will not believe what happened to Will of the two minute Will. Uh, I bet I will believe it because it's happened before. You, it, it has happened before. He you know. missed a turkey again. Isn't this like the third year in a row or something? It, it's the second time in the last three years that he has missed a turkey. Uh, combined range of said turkeys was twenty yards. Combined range <laughs> of all the turkeys. He needs to. He needs to open his choke up a little bit. I think. Yeah. I think I, he needs to. Shoot like a modified or something. I don't even know what to do with him at this point. I'm I am still in the investigative phase of what occurred because obviously I was not there. He was with my dad on my dad's permit, and um, I I've gotten the story from a couple of sources. You were there for it. I feel like there's some plot holes. Do you? Yeah, I think most of the the plot is this. Will is a teenage boy. Yeah. The end. The end. So evidently, there's some um, there's some trouble staying awake in the blind that has lead in, led uh. led to some lack of situational awareness. Uh huh. Um, but these have not been unsafe shots or anything. But um, I guess a turkey snuck in again, and they were not sitting under the same tree. They were sitting, you know, a little bit apart. Dad was calling, right. and 
he initiated Will to take the shot, and I guess Will did not have as good a shot as maybe Dad thought he did. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just I will have to get back to you guys. We'll put an investigative journalist on the on the ground right. and see if maybe we can come up with like a breaking news banner to like as this story unfolds. <laughs> but I feel like in the in the interest of full disclosure and honesty, Will of the two minute Will is now over. I think over four on turkeys. So I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. This might be his Eleanor. A turkey might be his Eleanor. Yeah. Is he going to try again? Oh, yeah. I think he's gotten mad about it now. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with that? Like, he's got a little bit of the irritation with the bird? I think maybe. I think maybe he's up for the challenge. You, you think he's going to happen? I hope so. Now, keep in mind, Nate, these are hard birds. I'm not going to say the plays online, but this shot was in a spot where you took your first turkey. Okay. So, this was not... Um, these are not backyard chickens. These are these are tough public land Osceola birds. Yeah. So, still, twenty yards combined. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah. If will, you got him, will if you, if will. you get your listen, life together. If you get him in range, you got to close the deal. Yeah. You got to close the deal. All you can do is get him to the decoys as the guy. That's the what hard, I always say. The hard part's over. Yeah. The hard part's over. You just got to close the deal. So, um, you will not see pictures of Will of the two minute Will in the group holding a dead turkey because there were no turkeys harmed in any of Will's turkey hunts. That's okay. That's what's new. Listen, what we talked about, like Will has had a banner year oh, yeah. of animal hunting. And I think it's dangerous to peak at Too soon. like 15. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's good. I think it's good when you have to keep trying for stuff and have a goal for next year. Yeah. A little humility. A little yeah. humility. And yes, yeah. every Thompson male could use a little bit of humility. Absolutely. 100% agree this with that. <laughs> and even the Thompson dogs. <laughs> um, so th- that's what, what I was really going to tell you about. Nate triggered that. What I was really going to tell you about is this week, this airs on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I've got a cool opportunity. I'm going to be going to Big Cypress to tour it with some members of Congress. Dang. Cool. Like the United States Congress. We got a badass up in here. No, we're, we have a badass in South Florida and Mike Elfenbein who has put some of this stuff together and like efforted just time over time, him and his team, Nyla Pipe, some of those guys, they put together this tour to kind of just show people how we as conservationists, as sportsmen, as water quality people, how we care about this environment and what we see in it. And so really privileged to be invited on it and um, looking forward to it. Hoping I'm not, I'm not, not even taking my recording equipment. I'm going for the experience and to just kind of be part of the team and, you know, give my perspective when it's asked for. And I'm excited about it though. Very cool. It's not every day you get that's really cool in front of yeah. that crowd. Yeah, nice to be included. You gonna ride on a buggy? Yeah, we're gonna do. I think part of it will be airboat, part of it will be buggy. We're gonna stay. We're gonna oh, hang out at one see. of the camps and eat lunch, and it's gonna be really cool. It's a beautiful part. Just of the world. for the just for the machinery, it'd be fun to go. Agreed. Um, Emily, what is new with you? And this is this is probably the most important update for our longtime listeners and most recent listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I talked about my shoulder on last week's episode and everybody was so nice, like reaching out, giving me tips and tricks of like who to go talk to and like how to rehab. So for all of you who reached out, you're so nice. Um, I did go to the orthopedic and they did some like, you know, they did like the test where you like hold out your arms and they're like, try to push my hands up and all that stuff. Like a drunk test, like a sobriety test. No, not exactly. No. Um, but they told me, she said, I'm stronger than some guys that she has in there, which was a nice compliment. And humble then brag. she's, yeah, humble brag. Explain a brag. She, she's like, um, she's like, it's not your shoulder It's definitely something in your neck, which makes sense because I've been, I've had a couple of car accidents. 
I was rear-ended. It wasn't my, like me, but um, anywho, so we are rehabilitating. We are doing some medicine. We have a plan and it's all going to be okay. I just got to slow down a little bit for a month or so. How's that working out for you? The slowing down a little bit, Em? I'm actually doing it. You really are. I'm proud of you, by like, the way. Like there are tumbleweeds of dog hair rolling around the floors of my house <laughs> and I can't, like I can't vacuum. So like I just stand and look at them and hope you that can't Travis vacuum? notices. No, dude, I can't do no. anything. Listen, you know, so is it like a pinched nerve situation, something like that or... Uh, yeah, they, they think it's just, More um, than that. It, it's probably like a disc, like a spinal disc mm. situation, um, that is so inflamed that it's, you know, doing something to some nerves. I don't, I don't really know. I'm just yeah. taking the medicine and doing what they told me. You did not pay attention in orthopedic class when you were in school. <laughs> I did As a young child. <laughs> I leave that to the professionals. But the good news is like, I've had to, do, this is happened every time I've been rear-ended. So like. It's like when you fall in a hole and somebody jumps in, like I've been here before I know the way out. Like, yes, oh, I've swing quote. Yeah, I've been here and I, I know how to get out. It's just, um, Ooh, it's so frustrating to be so committed to like working out and then gets hit with an injury. Yeah, that's tough. All right. I feel like we've reacclimated ourselves with each other. We know what's new. It's almost time to move into our next segment. However, it's tax return time. It's, 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 uh, what is it? Stipulation. What are they calling it? When you send you the government, send you the check. What's it called? Stimulus. Stimulus. It's stimulus time. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's balling that I know right now, as far as, as far Listen, as government money goes. Not this guy. <laughs> not Nate. Everybody except Nate. But it's a good time with that extra money coming in to go ahead and take a moment and have your insurance rates checked. <laughs> <laughs> Does that not make sense? It makes Emily, perfect why are you laughing at me? I, I I love it. That was a good transition. No, it's it's the perfect time of year. Like maybe you got a little windfall of money. Why wouldn't you want to get a little bit more money? Jingle jingle in your pocket going towards um, your savings account or whatever you're doing. So why not give our good buddy Fletcher Hallett a call? 904-315-5812. Business insurance, home insurance, life insurance, boat insurance, any kind of insurance, all the insurances. Fletcher can do them for you. 904-315-5812. You do not even have to pick up the phone. If you're scared to talk on the phone, you can actually text him. Is this a good, is that good? That is that what we say? Yes. If you don't want to talk to him, you can text him. Yeah. You don't like humans. <laughs> but Fletcher's a great if dude. If you're a millennial. If you're a millennial. Fletcher's a great dude. He's a great human and has helped out a whole bunch of listeners of the show. So tell you, tell your friends, tell your people, tell everybody to give Fletcher a call 904-315-5812, or you can email him F Hallett at Hallett How do you know how to spell Hallett? Emily? Double the L's and double the T's Hallett for all your insurance needs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there were two. Yes. I'm not taking either one of them out. I didn't. Whoa. That was involuntary. I'm sorry. Whoa. It came from the depths of my soul. Yeah. This is definitely a riff. Listen, I feel this. I feel this. This is like a, a Yoko John Lennon type situation. Oh, my God. Stop trying to pit us against <laughs> each other. <laughs> I, don't think I think Yoko and John Lennon actually weren't. Have we told the story of the one time I accidentally smacked Nate's butt at the island I, I don't think on the have. podcast? I don't think we've ever told that publicly due to sexual. Go for it. Every time he tries to pit us against each other. That's what I say in my head. I'm like, I've touched his butt. I can't fight with him. Yeah. <laughs> to the <laughs> To the class in Blast Florida Human Resources Department that's listening in on this, um, this is all for the show. Okay, really fast. Can I tell this story? Because <laughs> sure. this is like one of my yeah. favorite Nate stories. So, 
<laughs> how how long ago was that? This is, has to be like five years ago, years. probably. Five years yeah. Ago. So like on the best years, the the Nate's family and our family end up at this island at the same time, and uh, it's a true island. So we have to like get over there in a boat, and so we pack all of our goods in bins, like giant storage bins you'd keep in your garage, and we because boats are wet. And so this particular trip, we were coming over to the island and it was raining. And so we're having to unload these bins in the rain and it gets really kind of hairy because you're trying not to slip and die on all the docks and everything. And so we get everything unloaded. We run under the the house and it's a still house. It's we're a not, still house. We're not yeah. mole people. <laughs> Underground. <laughs> the, the rain's blowing and I, uh, I saw Travis and he's like standing there watching the boat. So I walked over to him to sort of like smack him on the butt and say, good game, you know, like, Hey, we made it. We got everything unloaded. Now vacation can start. So I walked up and I smacked him on the butt (laughs) and Nate turned around (laughs) and his eyes were so big, (laughs) like so startled. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Cause he, the way they were standing, it just, he looked like Travis the way he was standing and he had a rain jacket on. And so he just, it looked like Travis. Anyways, I was so embarrassed. And, uh, I texted Catherine immediately and I was like, oh my God, this is what happened. Please, <laughs> please don't beat me up. <laughs> That's a good spot for like the TikTok. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Exactly. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so, oops. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Nate, you got notes, I think, on this show. We are talking yes. about... I don't even address Emily's stories. <laughs> By the way, can I can I give the warning? B- poor Emily, she gave a neck update, but she is sitting here with an ice pack around her neck that may or may not bump the microphone at oh, some is point. It, are you hearing it? No, I'm not hearing hands. it. I just, I'm just i amazed I haven't heard it yet. I'm holding it down. Yeah, you're doing great, but you, <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> she's icing while she's recording. It's because uh, I fell asleep on the couch watching. Can we just... I don't want to talk about the show right now i just want to hang out so i felt like asleep on the couch <laughs> watching everest the documentary on amazon okay um, okay yeah that's some cra- that's some craziness right there have you seen this nate no i have not okay i i'm not watching it whether i'm i'm kind of morbidly fascinated by everest and the i'm, I'm fascinated by rainbow valley the dead people in everest but i'm not really right. fascinated by like rich people going to mount everest to spend 40 grand to go to the top to almost die. Like it just doesn't hook me. Yeah. It is interesting psychology. Like for example, one of the guys on the group, um, he is, he has asthma and his goal (laughs) is to climb to the top of Everest without using any oxygen assistance. Yeah. So like, and I'm like, you ready? You just be ready to, yeah, your goal is to die. I mean, like it's just, (laughs) it's a little crazy. I'm not going to knock somebody that wants to challenge themselves like far be it for me for to do that but it just seems like this is like excessive at yeah this point. i feel like if you have asthma like challenge yourself to swim 20 laps in the pool without coming up for air yeah maybe he's done that. like at know. sea level i don't know anyway i, I don't have we we're never gonna have the disposable income to throw you don't have Everest. like 40 it's 40 grand a piece so we'd have to we need 80 for the oh, two of us to i'm go not do going it. that's what i'm saying like it just isn't <laughs> you want to go that's cool but i'm not going to me watching everest is almost like watching keeping up with the kardashians like it's like so far-fetched and out there that i'm just i can't get into it i mean okay the fashion's a little yeah the fashion is different it is springtime where most people are nate you described the weather in in georgia for opening day of turkey season that was similar to the weather in florida just a bit warmer 
wasn't right. wasn't that cold, but the wind was howling. But it's springtime. There's no doubting about it. Like um, everything's blooming. The tababuas are done. If you're in Central Florida, <laughs> Emily's fascinated by those yellow tababuas. They're so pretty. They're pretty they're for like I love three them. days, and then they're gone. I've been asking yeah. for ten years to have one in my yard. It hasn't been ten years. It's been like six. <laughs> but um, <laughs> springtime, everything's coming back green. Our oak trees are just about done pollening down here. Thank God. Um, Easter's on the horizon. So one of the big deals about spring is you talk about like like everything starts anew. Everything re- is reborn, rebirth. <laughs> the dog just threw the remote on the floor. <laughs> everything, everything is reborn. Everything's like a new rebirth. And about a year ago on this very podcast, on this very podcast, Cast and Blessed Florida, I coined the, ter- the term the outdoors essence. Nice. And so I thought we would do a deep dive into some things that make up the outdoors essence, some rebirths of things that we've seen. So, so these are some things that we see maybe um, we're not doing as well, but we've seen them come back, not necessarily correlating to spring, but in spring-like fashion, if you will. So... Um, I'm going to start, and the first thing I have on the board for the outdoors essence is what I'm calling the conservation essence. Conservation essence. Con- help me with this. You can't just combine words and expect them to sound good. They, I'm, they sound great. Renaissance? Is uh, that words? That's a, Conversance. That's a word. What's that? Conversance. Conservance. Con- Conservance. Conservance assance. You're, you're dropping the, the <laughs> ass. <laughs> assance. <laughs> I just had a picture of you. We drop it like it's hot. <laughs> drop it like it's hot. <laughs> anyway, oh, I feel no. like, I feel like, weigh in on this, Nate. Weigh on this, Emily. I feel like we have seen a movement. We've definitely seen a movement in the cast and bless world. But even outside that, w- with other NGOs, with other hunters, other fishermen, We've definitely seen a movement in the last several years towards a better understanding of the resources that we use and how we can get more involved in managing those resources better or influencing the way those are made. Agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. And I think I I, I think it's more people just have more of an understanding of how conservation in this country works because of like it or not, because of things like the popularity of like a meat eater, right? They talk about conservation a lot. They talk about how conservation is funded a lot. Uh, they talk about a bunch of NGOs that are doing the conservation work. Um, and they have become very popular over the last uh, several years. Uh, and so people are listening to that and watching that and saying, oh, well, maybe I can get involved and maybe my license isn't just enough. And, um, I think it's a good thing for sure. Um, but I think there also comes with that, like a divide. So you have the people who do want to get involved and hang out. And then you have the people who are kind of like, uh, on the other side of the, of the coins, like, well, I'm just going to hunt and not worry about it. Like, I'm just going to do my thing and not worry about it. I feel like anytime there's like an assance somewhere, there's like the opposite reaction for some uh, section of the population. Right. So there's a conversance, there's conversance. And then there's like a, uh, a push back of that from a certain subset of the population. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I think I would call that the consumptive assance. Yeah. The people that just want to consume and not contribute. 
Right. That's like, so interesting to think about. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that either. Now you've now you've wrinkled my brain. Well, I'm here all week. I do think you are 100 percent on the right track when you when you attribute a lot of this to meat eater because I I think that's thousand percent true. I also think there's something to the way we receive information now. Like like we all hate social media, but we also really recognize that that's where a lot of the internet takes place. It's where a lot right. of information takes place good and bad. And one of the things we see is there's been an uptick in kind of being able to go get more information. So I want to learn about hunting ducks. That's a, that's a question we're used to. You went to like the library and read about ducks or something or right. got a biology book or took a class or maybe called your biologist. Now there's so much more information out there that you can kind of mine for for details on how this stuff works. So whether it's water quality, whether it's oyster restoration, whether it's dead manatees in the IRL, it's, there's a lot more information out there. That, now that also means there's some bad information out there. Right. But there's a lot more information easily available to more people these days. So I think I think that's part of it too is a lot of us are naturally curious people so you can go get that information easier. Right. All right. What kind of assances do you have, Nate? So I have the... Hunt assance, hunter assance, hunt, hunter assance, hunter assance. Okay, what is this? So, with the with the pandemic in the, over the last year, a lot of people have gotten outside more because it's a safe thing and people feel more comfortable about it. And I think hunter numbers have increased uh, in the last year. I don't I know have the data in, in front of me. Yeah, I know but. that in Michigan for sure they did. And I think if you looked at like turkey harvest last year in some states, they it went through the roof, which you could yep. you could almost directly attribute to pandemic right. driving people outdoors. So um so yeah, there has been a little bit of a hunter sauce, including like the uh locavore type people. Like the uh I want to all of my uh food I want to procure with my hands type yeah people. i want to right. i want self-sustaining food or, or whatever right lo- locally sustainable right foods. so i think in the last couple of years that has been a thing and then i think the pandemic on top of that especially when people started seeing like oh there's like no food in the grocery store because everybody's buying all the food and it takes time to replenish that food in a grocery store and if i had a freezer full of venison or elk or turkey or ducks or something like that you know I wouldn't be so worried about it. And I think uh, that was my situation, but I am a hunter and I just suck at deer hunting. Um, so um, I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to kill a deer this year. And I still didn't kill a deer this year. Anyway, uh, I'll, uh, I digress. Um, but yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are seeing that side of things, like how fast, you know, grocery stores can run out of stuff. No, I think like, it's not a, it's not an endless supply of stuff. I think so. I think yeah, people are seeing that. I think we're for sure seeing a hunting assance. What do you think? Where do you come down on that? I I think that's I agree with all of that. I was thinking too that it um it sort of broke the model with um you know making supermarkets the the middleman because I remember we talked a lot a year ago when uh, lockdown was just starting about like buying a cow and splitting it with somebody so we'd have a meat a freezer full of meat and it's it's kind of interesting to think about that model getting broken too a a number of the ranchers that we interviewed last year they they do uh cow to calf operations 
cow calf operation. So they, they raise the calf to a certain size and then sell it and it's sent to like Texas or Oklahoma or someplace and, and finished there and then butchered there. Um, but Riverbend Cattle Company, who we didn't get to interview last year, but we will this year, Megan Johnston, she's a first generation rancher and she's kind of really leaned into that model. Yeah. I know we shared some of her stuff before, but she's really leaned into the model of from basically, I forget who it was that I talked to on the podcast, but the idea of talking to the person, it was Adam Steele, the BHA R3 right. guy for Florida, um, who's a chef, cook, du jour, culinary genius. He said, you know, used to you talk to the person that provided the meat, that grew the meat, or you talk to the person that got it from them. Now we're like, there's like seven links in there, nine links in there. So shrinking that link down is 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 a big deal to a lot of people. And I think I think that's part of, I don't know that we could argue that hunter numbers are up. I don't think I don't think you can make that argument. Yeah. Short of total number of hunters compared generationally. But there's that's a problematic ar- argument as well. But I do think um you could make the argument that it feels like there is a movement in the towards hunting from people that haven't traditionally hunted. And I think that's yep. what what we're terming the the hunter assance. So Emily, what do you got? You have any assances? Yes, I have the eventessence. <laughs> okay. That's a pretty good word. Eventessence. It looks like evanescence on the board, the oh, band. Bring me back to life, baby. <laughs> Wake me up. My goodness. Uh, so anyway. Um, <laughs> I can't wake up. Stop. I can't even think. All I can hear is our Amy, whatever her name is, voice in my head now. Wake me up inside. <laughs> wake me up inside. <laughs> okay. Uh, have you ever heard? Okay. So uh, oh, what's the band? What's the band that goes? Uh. I don't remember. You know who I'm talking um, about, though. It's not System of a Down. It's, uh, I know who you're talking about. But she but. did a duet with them on, of that song, and it's, like, unplugged. It's, like, somebody on the cajon and somebody on acoustic guitar, and, like, oh, cool. him and yeah. her singing that, and it is freaking phenomenal. I have to look that up. Right. I don't know what song you're talking about. Uh, <clears throat> I'll find it. I'll listen, listen to it later. Okay. Anyways, um, the Avenissance is... I just think there's a lot of stuff coming back. Like um, cities aren't canceling events. People are feeling like their weddings are actually maybe going to happen. Especially with the vaccine. So um, I'm really happy to see that people are adopting that. And and I don't want to be political at all. It's just great to see that we might be able to get back to normalcy here pretty soon. We went yeah. to an event um, in our city. They had like an art show in the park yesterday. And there were so many people there wearing masks Good. and like being smart. But just it was just nice. It felt so normal. Some people being smart. Some people had. had <laughs> we, we are both social distancers by nature. Like we've been social. We were social distancing <laughs> years before. It was before cool. it was cool. Social distance. <laughs> So there were some folks that did not quite grasp that concept. And I, I was very much enjoying the social distancing parameters that are put in place. And I, politically speaking, would support anyone that wants more social distancing more often. <laughs> but no, like even the live show, we've talked about that. Like, like it just feels like the the we're getting some level of return of normalcy. I don't know if we attribute it to we've now also got 365 days, 370 days of data on this virus. Right the vaccines are coming out or no matter where you feel on them, but no matter what it is, it feels like we're seeing an uptick in 
return to some normalcy on event type things. Definitely. Yep. I agree. Which is a good feeling. I agree. All right, Nate, you got another one? The sub gauge So, like, the idea that um, people are kind of turning their 20 gauge or their 28 or their 410 into, like, their do-all type gun, shotgun, right? And I think it's I think it's valid thing. I've even thought about this year, like, uh, I mind the next gun purchase I'm going to make is a nice semi-automatic 20 gauge because I want to move toward like 20 being my, that's my gun, like all around everything, do all gun. Um, and I think with ammo development in the last 10 years, right, you got like the Tungsten Tungs Super Shot and you got like the Bismuth, the heavier metals coming out that you can shoot. Um, cause like 20 gauge steel is okay, but you're not going to reach out and touch duck with 20 gauge steel. Like you're not going to have the same effective range of a 12 gauge with the same like load, you know, comparable load. But with like, you know, the bismuth or the tungsten, uh, you know, you've got a, the, the playing field is leveled a little bit for these smaller gauges. And a lot of guys are shooting four tens for turkeys. Like that's all they do. And their patterns are out to 40 yards are awesome yeah. with this tungsten super shot stuff. So I think with the ammo advances in the last few years, uh, it has become possible for someone to pick up a sub gauge and do everything they want to with it. And I'm okay with it. Like, I, it doesn't bother me. I, my, my, my house, you know this already, because you and I have talked about this off air quite a bit. My, my house is already there. Like I still have some twelves, obviously, and I'll, I'll always have twelves. But yep, most of my most of my waterfowl stuff, all my snipe stuff, my turkey stuff, that's all on twenty now, and very happy with that setup. And have no, I I don't think I'm going back. And it's somebody said something to me. I don't know if you've noticed this, Nate. If you've shot a twenty recently enough to to because you you're shopping, I know. Like you're 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 right. studying semi twenties right now, but the the barrel difference in your field of vision is so substantial that it feels like you see better when you're aiming. I know oh. that sounds crazy, but if you shoot a sub gauge, it will make sense to you. I haven't even thought about that, but that makes sense. The barrel diameter. Now it can't be that big of a diameter difference. Cause like if they're hanging on the wall, they look kind of, you know, not right. That. But I'm saying looking down the barrel of that gun, it substantially changes your field of vision. That is interesting. I haven't even thought about that. Pick, pick one up that and tell me, super. tell me if you think I'm yep. right or not. I will. I will do that. And I think you hit the nail on the head with the the changes in in the advances in ammo and everything else. And the guy shooting the little single shots for turkeys now, like yeah, that, that would have been unheard of 15, 20 years ago, or maybe it was heard of, but we didn't know about it. Maybe maybe that's another medium as right. message, social media thing. But all right, um, you got the last one. What's the last assance that we are talking about? The fishing assance. Do you want to explain it? The fishing gassance. No fishing assance. Um. Fish this is just it's just a special time this is the time so during turkey season they're getting everyone's getting geared up getting their boats ready maybe changing tires that are you know completely deflated um on that, their fishing that, boats that felt pointed that, that i was gonna say that was kind of a pointed that felt uh, comment I right there honestly have no idea how we're gonna get our boat out of our backyard the, she the is, way it she's, is she of little faith it's <laughs> there's always oh, a she way of little faith um, yeah, so this is the time every year and we, we even done, have done some episodes about, I think we did Marie Kondo your boat a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm um, like how to organize your boat when you're getting ready for fishing season. 
it's just yeah it's a great time and it's one of your favorite times because this is the time of year you were talking about earlier in the episode you love to be out on the water I do. I love to be, I like hot. I like hot weather. So I like to go out and fish. So I'm excited to get back to that. You like to go fish. You like to, to cruise the beach for tarpon. I don't think for, I can fish right now, but yeah. I can sit and drink a beer. She likes to cruise the beach for tarpon for at least 10 or 15 minutes before going to the beach and posting yeah. up and I, hanging out. I do not like fishing for tarpon. I know that's going to get me some hate on the interwebs, but she, she I uh, get sick. Like it's too wet. It's too rough out there for me. She likes to go catching. I'll be honest with you, or she likes to move a lot. You you do like to fish, but if you're fishing, you like to be moving. I like to fish where I have to put the bait in a hard spot to put the bait. Yeah, she likes the challenge. I like the challenge of like putting it right where I want nice. it or like painting the yep. shoreline or using an artificial. Those are all fun to me. Yeah. Remember last year you did the don't be Here's suspicious walking the dog? Yeah. And when you fish with Travis for a decade, like I've been very privileged to do, you catch everything you want to catch because he's really good at taking you where the fish are. Wow. So, I did not think that was coming to be a compliment. I, I, thought, that was going that <laughs> I thought I was about to get just not around. I mean, you also bit. learn some survival skills, like how to not get struck by lightning. Survive a lightning storm. Yeah. <laughs> That's on brand. But um, I don't know. Now I feel like I've done all the fishing I want to do, so I, I get to have fun with it. You get to relax a little bit. Yeah. There's less pressure on a fishing trip now. Totes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally get that as a guy that, you know, guides for a living <laughs> yeah. that's that's absolutely a cool place to get to um yeah i think for us f- the fishing assance happens annually that is the one like springtime brings fishing back for us because we shut it down for waterfowl yeah we don't go at all during duck season so what about you nate where are you at anything else anything you want to add to this before we get to keep and release there's a lot of words you can put in front of assance and make it make sense or not at all or not this is probably a reach this is probably a reach. I don't think this was had episode bad. I think this was way better than that. You know what this put, where this put me mentally is maybe maybe 2022 we could have a Cast and Blast Florida Renaissance Festival <sighs> where we all dress up. Yeah. Oh, we could do like an old timer hunting Renaissance Festival. Could we? Could we? Would the Renaissance be like to back to like 2017, like pre Hurricane <laughs> Irma? <laughs> dress dress like you did in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's no. funny. That's crazy to think about. Mm. No, not so much. All right. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Keep and release. We do relate releases first. Emily, would you like to go first? Because yes. I feel like you have a very targeted release. I'm just, I, I really, I, it's, it's, a, it's a me problem. It is a you problem, but I feel like what you're asking for is not that unreasonable. I want... A, an orange grove print for my office. I've talked about this on the show already and I just can't find what I want. And literally even walking around an art festival on Saturday with local artists from Florida, zero paintings of orange groves. Yeah. Well, cause there's no more orange groves where they live. So I am flabbergasted though. Well, there's orange groves in uh, Lake Wales. Yeah. Cause I, I have County, pictures of like- them. Anyway, I, I just want a really big, cool, painting or picture of an orange grove for my office because it makes you happy it just yeah it's why why orange groves do you want to tell them that maybe maybe you can hook them with that like Uh, it's my my family owned orange groves and you grew up playing and i grew up playing in them yeah so it's just like very nostalgic i i am like adamantly this is like an this is like i'm adamantly believe that 
Heaven is gonna smell like orange blossoms. Oh, one hundred percent of the time. One hundred. Like, 100% of the like time. I just like every time I'm home in the spring, I just roll my windows down whenever I'm near an orange grove because yep. it just smells so good. It's unbelievable. Yes, so. agree. My yeah. one of my favorite smells. Nate, what is your release? <clears throat> this is gonna um, ruffle ruffle some feathers. Here we go. Probably my release this week. Is the trashiest place in America. <laughs> I wish y'all could see him. He's got his hands from, up like he's Daniel's son doing the swan kick and the karate kid. From Payne's Prairie to High Springs. Oh my god, he just covered like 60 the whole, The whole stretch that is Gainesville, Florida. Whoa. Wow. Is my release. And I know, I listen, I know. People are in Henderson, seventy-seven. Listen, listen, I'll take it because I believe every word I'm saying right now. So Catherine, Catherine and I are on the way home a few weeks ago, and we decide like, hey, let's stop in Gainesville. It's like getting dinner time. Let's get some Chick Fil A, whatever. So I look up Chick Fil A's in Gainesville, and the first one that pops up, I'm like, okay, we'll go to that one. Get off. Turns out it's the Oaks Mall exit. And if you've oh. never been to the Oaks Mall exit, do yourself a favor and don't. Um, so it's like taking me into the mall to go to this Chick Fil A. Not interested, right? So how is we this Gainesville's fault? Like so, it seems, so it seems just, like Google's just, fault. hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. Just hold on for a second. Just hold on for a second. It's a Friday. It's a Friday night. It's a Friday night, and there are more people out in the city of Gainesville. Then I've seen in Atlanta in the last like three years out at the same time. Like if there's more people, there's people everywhere, cars everywhere, people walking down the street. I don't like, I don't know. We turn into the Oaks Mall and there's like a carnival going on. Get out of here. Don't know where it came from. I'm dead serious. There's like Ferris wheels and lights and all kind of stuff. And so I'm like, I got to get out of here. And it took us like 10 minutes to get back to the interstate because it was so congested and unbelievably crazy. So we get back to the interstate. We go down to Archer Road, which is the good... If you're going to stop in Gainesville, that's probably the place to stop. But just do yourself a favor and don't. Wow. Um, so we get to Archer Road, and there's a Chick-fil-A on Archer Road. And so we get off, and we sit at the left turn light for Chick-fil-A. Three lights in a row because it's backed up so much because there's so many people out on a Friday night in Gainesville. Like, I just don't know where all these people came from. I know where they came from. But, like... You know, you don't know where those people come from. So, and we had to get gas. So we stopped and get gas. And it's, we, it's, it's, we sat at the light for 10 minutes. We stopped and get gas. And we like use the restroom, whatever. And at that point we were just like, I want to get out of this city. Like, get me out of here. And there's an Arby's attached to the gas station. Catherine's like, listen, let's just go to the Arby's. Let's get back on the interstate. Let's go. We spent, we spent 40 minutes in the city of Gainesville. To stop for dinner and to use the restroom. <laughs> Forty minutes in the Dang. city of Gainesville to do this. I I was livid. I was so upset. I will never make a pit stop in the city of Gainesville again on my way home. Even if it is convenient, it's right off seventy five, whatever. Painsbury, love Painsbury. It's beautiful. It's like a great Florida icon, right? Mm-hmm. But anything north of there is just trash. Wow. Wow. This I is, said what I said. Okay. Can I ask some questions? Sure. Can I ask some follow-ups here that may um, sure they may be convicting, but 
we'll see where this goes. Uh, first off, any hate mail again direct at in at in Henderson seventy seven. <laughs> but second off, weren't you one of those same people that was in Gainesville out? So isn't yes. there like a hypocrisy in being mad that there were too many people when you were one? I of mean, the maybe, but I'm but I'm a commuter. Yeah. I'm a commuter. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I don't live there. I don't decide to like break every COVID protocol in the world and be out like this on a Friday night. How, how do you know that there um, weren't a bunch of commuters that needed gas and Chick-fil-A at the same time? Could have been. Could have been. But they all live in Gainesville and they all suck. The imp- it doesn't. The likelihood of commuters on a Friday night, it, that doesn't jive with me. The important part of this story is that you made the right choice food-wise. Because I will take Thank Arby's yes. any day over Chick-fil-A. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I said what I, do I said. Like Arby's. I will take Arby's any day over Chick-fil-A. Curly fries with some with some cheesy sauce. Ooh. Gross. <laughs> Make a puppy pull a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyway, gross. I said what I said. At me. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I, right. I can already me. predict where those ats are coming from. Listen, I can, I, I've got like six people in my head right now. My, so, my release I'm is, here for it. is not quite as controversial, although the subject is, and it's a subject that we have beat to death, but for whatever reason, it can't die. And that is my release. The fact that we are in a spray conversation assance. Because for whatever reason, and I, I hate to be this guy, but I'm just going to say it. I feel like it's because it's attached to fundraising we've decided to talk about spraying again, like as though there's some new development in spraying since we talked about it ad nauseum for the past 50 years. So my release is the fact that it's come back and it's come back as though like the way I, I, I've told Emily this the other day, I said, it's like some, it's like some sophomore in college just discovered homelessness or something and has decided to devote their lives to working on it. That's what mm-hmm. it feels like. Like there's a lot of naivety to this conversation and I've gotten really frustrated about it because we have worked, we as a podcast have worked really hard to have good conversations about this, both as a group, the three of us, Dan included the four of us, and with some of the interviews that I did with the University of Florida, with FWC, with Lake Scientists, with people that do those management decisions. Anyway, I'm just, I'm over the fact, I'm releasing the fact that the spray conversation is back around again and being pushed again as an agenda item. And it makes, like, at least, at least solve the, Let's not reduce the baseline. Let's not reduce the denominator again. Like we've set a we've set a, a a level and we've said, okay, these were all the concerns. We've gone out and addressed all these concerns. So at least let's start there. If you have more concerns beyond that, I'm fine with that. But let's not go back to, you know, square one and start this whole thing all freaking over again because you were absent the first year of class. Is that it's fair? all the new people moving to Florida. Do you do you want to? You okay with me saying all that? Mm. <clears throat> I think that that might be the price you pay for asking stakeholders to engage. It is. They, they, you're going to keep getting new stakeholders who don't understand These are not the full new stakeholders. engagement. Oh, I thought you said there were new. It was new. <clears throat> they, they, <clears throat> it's just new people to the conversation. It's not necessarily new. Like stake. It's like it's people coming in being like, "Oh my God, they spray chemicals in the water." Let's yell about it uh, yeah it, it's it's almost like it's it's maybe i didn't say that well i'm glad you pointed it out that way because these are people that should know better is what i'm saying like there's a there's a level i think we've said this before you, it's not conservation camp everybody doesn't get to play right like it's it's not pol- politics camp everybody doesn't get to play so there's a level at which you should have to 
I don't want to say be at before you can participate in the conversation, but ask questions, but don't consider yourself an expert if you're asking those basic questions. Am I, is that, am I, I feel like I'm tiptoeing around it. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. I was listening intently to everything you said, but I'm just not what sure. What I'm saying is there are people going out and acting as though they are water quality experts on this. Oh, yeah. That don't have a freaking clue what they're talking I about. I mean, if you're hmm. not a scientist, you're not an expert. Well, beyond that, if you're not following the best science on the planet around this, you're not an expert. Like, it, it's, I guess I'm okay with you questioning science, but if you're going to question science that's already been proven, you're just wasting everybody's time at this point. Like, like there's a lot of this IPM science that's been proven time and time and time again. And so as a state, we're spending money to prove it to these people with vocal. What's IPM? Invasive plant management. Oh, okay. We're spending money to run projects to prove to them again that the science that's already been proven is still true. And like, that's not how that works. It's just, it's, it's super frustrating to me. So my release is the fact that the conversation is back around again and being led by people that are so uninformed. Let's go to keeps. Nate, do you want to go first on keeps? <laughs> yeah. Um, my my keep and release are like dark this week. Um, <laughs> do you, so do you, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I I got I got a little bit of hate from uh, being absent for a couple weeks here. Um, and uh, you know, it's the haters that fuel me. So you know, I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna um. I'm going to keep my haters because they feel me to do better. I'm not going to call anybody out because I'm not, I'm not like that, but like, you know, I think they know who they are. So you're not, again, you're not going to say names like Ryan Briggs or Chad no, Richard no. or any of those names. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call people out. It's not who I am, but listen, if you, uh, I'm back, I'm back better than ever. <laughs> I'm like fired up about the city of Gainesville, as you can tell. So <laughs> And it's good. It's always good when Nate gets fired up, right? He so. literally, yes, he literally on a radio show, just pulled out like '80s aviator sunglasses, mirrored sunglasses, and put them on as he was talking about haters. Literally, just put hater blockers on, and you guys can't even blocking see what out he did. the haters. Yeah. yeah, that was incredible. That was that was an incredible piece of radio. What you just did there, Nate, shirtless, and putting and putting and putting uh, Clarence Gilliard type. Ray-Bans from Top Gun from like 1987. Highway to the Danger Zone. Sunrise. I think that was his sunset. Sunrise. I forget his sundown. That was his call sign. Okay. What is your keep, Emily? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to keep. Emily has a choice of keeps on the board. Because I we're, do. I, we're circling in on it. I, I think I'm going to keep myself. Okay, Whoa. that's not on the board. I, I, it, the name is just like at all. <laughs> well, so the keep there was Emily. I have to and tell then I had you, listed the keeps off. You weren't one of the choices. I know, but I it's going to tie into one of the choices. <laughs> okay. So I <laughs> I talked about this a little bit on Instagram last week, but um since I'm injured, I can't lift weights, which is like a huge part of my like how I manage my mental health and everything. So I had to find a program that I can do to keep working out so I don't like hurt everyone I love. And so <clears throat> I <laughs> I found a program but it's um it's a country line dancing program. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Come on. Yeah. I got to see a video. You got to put that on Instagram. So exactly. <laughs> so like I don't know what it is. Maybe you like you grew up in church too. Like I guess all three of us did, but 
I have like a deep shame trigger around dancing. So like literally when I try to do, <laughs> this is funny. Okay. You can picture this. Literally when I do these workouts, I cry because I'm so mad about the fact that I have to do them and I'm dancing. I look like an idiot and I'm just mad and I, and I just like cry <laughs> while I'm line dancing <laughs> by myself <laughs> in my room. So, but what I'm trying to do is like turn it positive, like, I'm really proud of myself that I'm doing it anyway, even though I hate it. Like I hate it so much. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm also proud of you for taking the step back. Yeah. That's it's not really easy hard for, for you. me to do. I know. Emily doesn't do that. I will tell you that she's doing this program called country heat, which is a beach body program. Yeah. And the other day I walked in about two minutes into it and I laughed as a supportive husband <laughs> that I am. And she was so <laughs> mad. She's like, this is, insert bleeps here and he goes oh are you doing a workout and i was like if you could call it that yeah like while i like step touch and clap so like. arrogantly <laughs> mad about it and then like 45 minutes later she comes out drenched in sweat and she's got her apple watch and she shows me that like she was in the red for 28 of those I had 48 minutes. minutes in the red zone of cardio dude yeah so like it, it's intense it's just like i just look like an idiot and i know i look like an idiot <laughs> so it's never bothered uh, me before but uh, there's something about the dancing that triggers me. So I, I don't know if I will. You know what? Here's what I will say. If we get 10 new reviews by next week. Whoa. I will post a video of me doing one of these dances in the group page online. Not me making 10 different email accounts. <laughs> there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah, there's please, no way. Y'all, if y'all know how to game the system, please y'all figure that out. Um, my keep is something I, I shared a little bit on Facebook over the weekend, but I was privileged to go to a national wild Turkey Federation camp in Florida with doctors, Mike Chamberlain at wild Turkey doc on, on Instagram and, uh, Dr. Brett Collier at Dr. Shortspur on Instagram. And those first off NWTF, thank you for letting me come like crash your party. Cause they were there filming, talking about habitat, talking about they, they, they brought these guys there to do a whole, a whole deal with them. And they gave me three hours, four hours of their time. Like the, the podcast nice. isn't long, but between our conversation and everything, they insisted that I stay and eat with them. They're like, man, you're here. You've got to have a meal with us. Um, just super generous, super nice guys. It was like highlight for me in the podcast I've been doing. Like you, you can look, I've got to travel some. I've got to to go to some pretty cool rooms and stuff. But be able to sit down with two guys so accomplished in their field about this thing that we love, wild turkeys, in turkey season, in Florida, in like a in like a log cabin, and eat moose and hill guy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like it was just it was a it was a really surreal experience. Pete from NWTF was just salt of the earth guy. He cooked dinner while we were recording. So the background, like we're in a turkey camp recording a podcast. Dang, that's cool. It is so flipping cool. They videoed some of it. They're going to share some of it on their social media and vice versa. Awesome. And anyway, highlight, highlight definitely of um, my weekend was being able to participate in that. And you guys are going to be stoked. The first episode of season three of Conversations will drop this week. Boom. Is it going to be them? No, it's going to be, teaser alert, is going to be Elizabeth Bland from American Daughters of Conservation. She's the Florida State Chair. 
And we talk a lot about ADC, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee it up. Elizabeth is a hardcore dog deer hunter. And we have a hard conversation oh, nice. about running deer with dogs. And it's a, That's awesome. it's a really good interview. So That's that will cool. be out Thursday. And that'll be that'll be the kickoff. And then the, the episode with these guys will be coming in the next couple of weeks, next two or three weeks. So anyway, stoked about that. Stoked about the whole yeah. the whole nine yards. I'm just pumped. Monumentally pumped. That was a huge Dude, oh. that was like a huge milestone for the podcast, getting those guys. Yeah. Um well, I wish I could have been there. That yeah. would be sweet. I texted but. Nate. I was like, man, I'm getting to go do this thing, which it, it kind of materialized, what, Tuesday, Wednesday? Mm-hmm. And we weren't even sure it was going to happen the day it happened. Like, it may have happened the next day. And um, mad props to both of those guys. But Brett Collier really made that happen, Dr. Schorschberg. But um, he texted me. We were in line at, at uh, Five Guys, and he texted me. And it's like, hey we're ready to do tonight like let's plan on this time i was pumped he was he was like fist pumping in five guys like jumping <laughs> around awesome. because you yeah, never awesome. anytime you schedule you don't see this on because we don't talk about this on the front end much but anytime you're trying to schedule somebody there's like so many things that are more important to them they could be doing right you know and i, I know i don't mean that as a, as a besmirchment to what we're doing but like they have a life, they have families, they have a project they're obviously working on. They have turkeys they're trying to hunt. There's a lot going on out there that could hijack and and kind of upset what you're what you're. I feel like it's on a tenuous thread a lot. So there's been days where I've gotten in the car to go drive to go do an interview, and an hour into the car ride, you get a you get a phone call right. or a text or something. Hey, we can't do it right now. It's kind of part of the game. You don't get mad about yep. that or anything else. You just roll with it. So I was just I was monumentally pumped. At, at the effort they put through to include us and involve us. And I think you guys are going to be really happy with, with the the interview and what came out from that. So um, anyway, that's all I got. I, th- I felt like we, this was, this was a much better episode than it looked like on paper. That's good. Oh yeah. We added a sauce to everything we could and then we filled in the rest. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what we did. All right, Nate, you got the last word. A sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cast and Blast Florida podcast, serious outdoorsmen who don't take themselves too seriously. As always, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can figure out how to do that. You can check out our store at castandblastfl.com, click the shop link, or you can join us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. The very best thing you can do for us, though, is to invite someone else to listen to the show. Recruit us a new listener. We hope everyone has a great day and enjoy the dulcet tones of Trail Diver as they take you into your week.